the church. Let's stand to our feet. How's everybody doing out there today? You guys ready to worship? All right, let's praise our Lord. Come on.
we are your temple. Make us holy like you are. And it's just a beautiful song of dedication to God as his church, as his people all together. Um, and I pray as you sing it, you'd be reminded that we are supposed to be set apart for his kingdom and his glory to um, be holy and to be a place where he delights to dwell. Let's go. 
Let's wait on him, church, this morning. Let's call out to your God. Let him renew you as you resurrender. like this generation. They are fired up for the Lord. We had such a great time and we're so thankful for our church family investing in this next generation. Y'all are such a blessing to us. If this is your first time here, I want to encourage you to um, use our text-based system to connect. You can text the number 904-441-6900 and text the word connect. That will pull up our digital connect card. You can use that to send prayer requests, let us know where you're visiting from, or any questions you might have. Or you can also stop by the welcome desk and get a gift if it's your first time. That same number, 904-441-6900, you can text the word news, and that will pull up our digital bulletin. So any questions you might have throughout the week, text that number, put in news, and it'll pull it right up for you. Some things we have going on for our friends in here that are 55 and better. We have our senior adult luncheon tomorrow. You do not want to miss it. It'll be a wonderful time of fellowship. And next Saturday on the 15th, we have the Stand for Life event. There's more information in your bulletin or you can call the church office to find out about that. And following the 1030 service, our France mission trip will have its informational meeting. If you have felt God calling you to international missions, I wanna encourage you to attend this meeting, find out more about um, their heart and what they are doing in France. It's a great group of people and a great work that they are doing over there. And like I said, I get to run our college and young adult ministry. It's such a blessing. And we are kicking off on the 18th. We are moving to Tuesday nights and we'll be in here in the CLC. So if you have an 18 to 25 year old in your life, I wanna encourage you to have them here on Tuesday nights starting the 18th. And let's go ahead and pray for our offering. We had such an incredible year. Y'all have been so faithful. So let's give the Lord a praise of thanks. Lord, we just thank you that you continue to meet our needs. Lord, that when we can't see you, you're still working things together for your good. And Lord, I just thank you that we are able to come alongside and be a part of your good work. I pray for this offering that it'll be used to bless and glorify your name throughout the ends of the world. Amen. And with that, we have a baptism happening this morning across the hall. If you will, please turn your attention to the screen.
faithfulness of God and what he is doing in our church this morning through baptism. And so I want to introduce you to someone special this morning. I want to introduce you to Stephanie this morning. And I'm so excited for Stephanie and the boldness of her faith and how God is using her. And Stephanie has boldness of faith to declare this morning that Jesus is her Lord and Savior. But also she has boldness because our heater and our baptistry is not working this morning. So it's cold in here, but she's not going to let that stop her from declaring who her Lord and Savior is this morning. So we're so excited for you, Stephanie, and the decision that you have made. Stephanie was sharing me a little bit about her story and how God's been working. And today is not just a celebration of what Christ has done in her life and her declaring that, but it's also a declaration of the faithfulness of God in her life. And so I'm just blown away by her story and how God is using her already. So Stephanie, today I ask you, what is your testimony of faith? Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, it is my honor and my privilege, Stephanie, to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of Christ's death, raised to the newness of life. Church, let's make some noise for Stephanie. If you join me. And praying for her and what God is doing in her life. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you, God. We give you glory and honor for what you're doing in Stephanie's life. We pray, God, that you would continue to give her boldness and her faith and, God, her journey with you, Lord. And so, God, we pray that you would use her in a mighty way, God. And we love you so much. We thank you for your faithfulness as it has been evident in her life, Lord. And pray that, God, you would use her to share her faith with others in your faithfulness. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. It is great to be back in the house with you here at Anastasia. Happy New Year. Great time to be here. You know, I, I've been there with Pastor Sam where you get into the baptistry and someone forgot to turn the heater on or it didn't work quite right. I just assured him it builds character. So, it's good to see all of you here. Can I share with you how grateful I am to be associated with this church? I was... Um, I was reflecting on the year. I was thinking to myself, man, I'm so glad 2021 is over. I can't wait for 2022. And I started thinking about of, of 2021, what happened. And I realized, you know what? God has been tremendously faithful to this church in 2021. I started thinking about the things that God has seen us through. And I, I had to sort of turn my attitude around. And you know what? I, I can be nothing other than incredibly thankful for the way God has worked through this church in 2021. He's done some amazing things. Let me share with you some things here. Do you realize that uh, as they start closing out the financial records, we're probably going to be in the black somewhere in the neighborhood of $100,000 this year? Yeah, praise God for that. Do you realize that we had a goal, largest goal ever for international missions? $40,000. We said we want to raise $40,000 for international missions in 2021. That was our Lottie Moon Christmas offering goal. Named for Lottie Moon. She's a missionary. She's a missionary to China. And uh, we didn't receive $40,000. We received, when they cut the year off, $59,418. I mean, all, just a few hundred dollars shy of $60,000. You guys knocked it out of the park. God knocked it out of the park. And he let us be a part of that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this was a year when all our ministries got back up and running after the pandemic. And they're not running the same way. I think we're running stronger. We're running better. You know, we're, we're not running on routine anymore. We're running on routine for a little bit of time. But God, through this time, has focused us, has, has forced us to, to, to say, here are the things that are intentional. These are the things that are important. This is how we need to do things. And God has helped us to become more nimble, smarter in the way we're doing church. I think our church is stronger Amen. than we were than when the pandemic came. 
Maybe not as many people coming to in-service churches. I mean, the attendance is down some, but in every other way, we're stronger. And I praise God for that. I give him the glory. Give him the glory. Do you remember last year we gave $374,800 to local ministries? Yeah, praise God for that. You know, that's what God did. And so I'm just so grateful to be a part of that. And do you know what's happening in 49 days? 49 days, seven weeks from today, it is the 50th anniversary of Anastasia Baptist Church. Yeah, praise God. We're going to have an amazing time. I hope you will come. If you're watching us online and you hadn't been back since the pandemic started, you'll want to come back because you can maybe watch some of the worship, but you can't smell the fried chicken online. You can't. We're, we're going to be... We're going to be making fried chicken for 1,700 people. All the sites are going to be coming here. Uh, We have uh, just an amazing lineup of what's going to happen. You do not want to miss February 27th at Anastasia Church as we celebrate 50 years of the Lord using us and and running strong. So I hope you'll make your plans uh, to be here. Uh, Anyway, let's get on with the message. Uh, We're in this new message series. We're calling it Heart to Heart. It's about relationships. All of us are in relationships. We have things that people that we relate to and we have to connect with. And so we're calling it heart to heart. And we're using the life of King David to help us understand how we relate to each other. And so uh, everything is built on relationship. You are in relationships. You are brothers. You are sisters. You are sons. You are daughters. You are fathers. You are mothers. You are husbands, wives. We're all in a relationship. My My faith is based on a relationship. It's not just on a belief. It's a relationship of depending and trusting in Jesus Christ day by day. Everything is built on relationship. And that's why we're having this series because sometimes the relationships, the things that are the most important, those are the things that we struggle with. And that's what we need to keep working on because they're most important. Okay, we want to work on those. So we're going to look at that. And today I want to talk about a relationship that King David had with a godly influence in his life. The guy's name was Nathan. Nathan was a prophet. The first time we hear about Nathan is in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And I invite you to stand with me in honor of God's word. 2 Samuel chapter 7. I'm just going to read the first three verses to begin with. And this is what the word of God says. It says, now when the king, this is David. Now, when the king lived in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan, the prophet, see now I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, go do all that is in your heart for the Lord is with you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the godly influences in our lives. Lord, I thank you for the Nathans. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us not only to find Nathans, to surround us with people that would give us godly wisdom, godly advice, but Lord, help us to be Nathan to somebody else. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So anyway, the the context is that from the time of Moses, when the children of Israel left Egypt all the way up to King David... The, the Ark of the Covenant, where the presence of the Lord was, was seen, where it was revealed to people, that was housed in a tent. It was called the tabernacle, but basically it was a very big, formal tent. And while the people were on the move, the tabernacle went with them, and that was the center of worship. But now we have King David. The people are in the promised land. 
Everything is established. There's now a capital in Judah. It's a place called Jerusalem that David had captured. And now they're ready. The people are no longer on the move. And the king is in a a palace, a house, but the worship is still taking place in a tent. And David said, I want to replace the tent with a temple. I want to give honor to God that way. And so David sought out some godly advice and he brought in this man named Nathan. Verse two, the king said to Nathan, the prophet, he was a prophet. Okay. You know what a prophet does? A prophet speaks on behalf of God. Some of you may think that a prophet is someone who tells the future. Well, the truth might be the future that God is sharing with, but but really a prophet speaks the prophetic word of God. He speaks on behalf of God. And and so he's speaking for God. It might be something of the past that needs to be a truth revealed. It might be something that's present and it might be something future. But Nathan was a prophet, okay? And he spoke the prophetic word of God and the word Nathan means gift. And I think that's so appropriate. Because I think we need the gift of people who speak God's word and God's will into our lives. We need a gift like that. King David needed a gift like that. I need a gift like that. Okay, it's a gift. Someone someone who has the motive of sharing godly truth. And the first point I want to make in in this, this sermon of 2022 is this. Seek a Nathan. Seek a Nathan, one who speaks God's word in my presence. Find someone that that you know when they speak, they're not just speaking for themselves. They're not just speaking their own agenda. They're speaking for God. They're speaking godly influence into your life. Seek a Nathan. You know, one of the best things you can do this year is to have a Nathan in your life. Do you have a Nathan? Do you have a Nathan? Do you have someone that, you know, when I talk to them, I know that they're putting me on the right track with God. Seek a Nathan, someone who's going to speak God's word. You know, there, there are several Nathans, even in this congregation that I listen to. I go to a life group on Monday nights, and I, have, I see my life group leader back there. I, I'm sorry about embarrassing you, Ira, but he's, he's a Nathan in my life. I go to life group on Monday nights, and I hear, and he's giving, rightly dividing the word of truth and godly influence and the great discussion that he moderates, and, and, and I need that. I need to hear that coming from another voice. There's another pastor that comes to this church, a retired pastor named L.A. And I love it when L.A. speaks. I know he's speaking the truth. There are, there are others in this congregation. There's pastors in this city. I gather with pastors in this city, a group called The Collective. They're not all Baptist because I'm not just seeking Baptist influence. I want godly influence. Okay, that's, that's the priority, godly influence. And, and there's a pastor there, pastor of Church on the Rock, Josh Hersey. If you've ever been to Church on the Rock, Pastor Josh Hersey, his heart is in the right place. And he's solid. And, and when he speaks, I know he has nothing other than God's, God's will at the first of, his, uh, of what he's saying to me. And so I just love it when I have people like that in my life. They will speak the truth. And you need to put around yourself people that are Nathans, people that, people that will, will share God's truth, okay? So, so seek a Nathan, one who speaks God. And the second thing I want to share with you is not just seek a Nathan, but be a Nathan. Be a Nathan, someone who speaks God's word. Because, you know, he, not only did David seek out Nathan, Nathan responded. And it says in verse 3, Nathan said to the king, go, do all that is in your heart for the Lord is with you. He spoke for God. Now, Nathan probably had other things on his mind. You know, I I know as a pastor, I I have a duty to serve you and I'm so grateful to do it. But sometimes I have other things in my mind too. But you know, when Nathan was talking to the king, the first thing was, this is what the Lord is saying. 
That was what his heart was. When I come up here, I'm not trying to pass my own agenda. I'm not trying to tell you all the stuff that's going on in my heart. When I'm up here or whoever is up here giving the word of God, the priority is sharing, thus saith the Lord. That's the priority. What the Lord is saying here. So I want to be a Nathan, someone who speaks God's word. I want to be a representative of the Lord. I want to speak the prophetic word. You know, prophecy is not speaking what is new. Prophecy is speaking what is true. That's the difference. Prophecy is not speaking something someone else has not said before. Prophecy is not speaking what's new. It's speaking what is true. It's speaking the true word of God as it applies to whatever situation we're in. Okay, so church, we need to be Nathan. We need to be a gift to the world. Can I step on a toe or two? Can I, uh, can I not, not make too many people unhappy with me? But let me share with you. I think I might because I'm concerned about church. I'm concerned. I'm concerned on both sides of the political spectrum. I think there's some people that, that are really pushing for church to be the, the center of social just, justice and moral issues, and that needs to be the focus of church. I think that's a concern. And there are other people that feel like the, the church needs to be the focus of, of political activity and going in another direction, coming from both sides. And let me tell you what both sides are doing. They're trying to take the focus away from the only job we're given, and that is to share the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. That's what church is about. That's being the prophetic word of God. And we rise above politics. We rise above social issues. We're telling something that, that's eternal, okay? And it lasts past the next election and it, past, it lasts past our lifetime. That is that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's how salvation comes. Amen. And that's, that's the most important thing. I'm not saying those other things are bad things to do. They're good things to do. But church, the first thing we need to remember is that we are Nathan to this world. We give the prophetic word of God. So be someone who speaks God's word. Now, 2 Samuel chapter 7, starting at verse 4, um, Nathan didn't get it all right. He gave, he gave David some, some advice. He thought it was godly advice. But listen what happens as we continue through this passage. Starting at verse 4, But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, would you build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. But I've been moving about in the tent for my dwelling. In all places where I have moved with all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? And God is saying to Nathan, did I ever say I wanted a house? David wants to build. Did I ever say this? And, and he said, he said, you know, you need to backpedal this to, to the king. He said, the Lord never said, I, I, I said, I want this house, okay? Go back, tell David, the Lord is not with you. Not with you. See, just because you're Nathan doesn't mean you have to be 100% perfect. But when we find out we need an adjustment, we make that adjustment. And so what, what Nathan did, he went back to the Lord. He went back to David. And he said the things that God said. And so this is the next part. If you're going to be a Nathan, be faithful to God's truth over my version of truth. Be faithful to God's truth over my version of truth. The highest loyalty is not what I think personally. The highest loyalty needs to be what God says personally, okay? What he says is way more important than what I think, you know? Now I have people that, that will share in a conversation. I would like to share with you my truth, You've heard people say that? I want to share my truth. 
Well, when someone says they're sharing their truth, what they're doing is they're sharing their perspective of truth. If I share with you my truth, I'm sharing you my perspective of what is going on. And my perspective, as good intentioned as it may be, is going to be flawed because my perspective is flawed. I'm a sinner. And I see things only from my point of view. But God's perspective, his is complete. His perspective comes from this all-knowing Um, all-knowing position, this all-powerful position, this all-loving position, this position that's going to bring as many people to eternity as possible. And so I want to be faithful to God's truth over whatever version of the truth we think is greater than God because there isn't one that's greater than God. Be faithful to God's truth. You want to know the truth? You said, here's how you know the truth. Continue in my word. And you are my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's how you know the truth. Stay in God's word. So I want to be a Nathan. I want to, I want to be telling the truth. I want to be faithful to God's truth over all of the truth. So I'm going to be doing that. And then uh, I'm going to be putting faithfulness in his words over everything else. And then starting in verse 8, God told Nathan to say some other things to David. It says this, Now therefore... Thus you shall say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people, and I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies before you, and I will make make for you a great name like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more. And violent men shall afflict them no more, as formerly, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. And when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I'll be to him a father and he shall be to me a son whom when he commits iniquity, I'll discipline him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put it away before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words, in accordance with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. These are significant words. This is what is known as the Davidic covenant, okay? Nathan went back and he received in that vision uh, from the Lord in the dream, the Davidic covenant, the covenant with David. And it was a very significant covenant. It had three, three or several key historic promises that are made to David that are still in force. The first one is place. He said, we're going to give you this promised land and you're going to keep it. And then the second part of this, I'm going to give you uh, someone on the throne that's going to be there. He's going to be the king of Israel and and he's going to build the temple. And then the third part of that promise was Messiah. There's going to be someone coming from you that's going to have an everlasting kingdom. And this is is that Davidic covenant. And, And this was a blessing. And you know what was very powerful? When Nathan went back to David and he said, David, no, you're not going to build the temple like you thought. I was wrong. God's not with you on this. He didn't just say no. What did he spoke a blessing on him? He didn't just give him the negative. He gave him the grace. He gave him all the grace. And you know, I think as Nathan, as a Nathan to this world church, 
we got to be sharing grace. we got to be sharing blessing with the world. Sometimes it's so easy to get into that track of just telling people, this is the stuff that you're doing wrong. You should not be doing this. This is not God's will. But have we, have we spent enough time telling the world, these are the blessings that God has intended for your lives. This is the destiny that he wants for you. And I think we need to be sharing blessing. Speak the Lord's blessing over one another. I think in church, we need to be very, very generous in speaking blessing over one another. Think about who the people you can speak words of blessing over this year as a Nathan, as a Nathan, someone who's going to speak those words of blessing, not just, you know, the world, what the world does, it condemns and it ridicules, condemns and ridicules, condemns and ridicules. But if people of God, we speak truth and blessing. When Jesus came, he came full of grace and truth. And if I don't share all the grace of God, I'm not sharing all the truth. But if I'm not sharing all the truth, I'm not sharing all the grace as well. Well, you understand, we got to share. We got to share that. What, what a powerful, godly influence is in blessing people's lives according to God's word. And I, I just want to ask you, to, in 2022, would you consider making a, a pledge to yourself that I'm going to speak a word of blessing to someone every day? I'm going to bless somebody every day with words of the Lord. So that's being a Nathan, sharing truth and grace. Let's continue on. It wasn't always a great relationship between Nathan and King David. There's a place that happens five chapters later. This is 2 Samuel chapter 12. And David had slept with another man's wife. He'd slept with Bathsheba. Bathsheba was the wife of Uriah. And Bathsheba became pregnant because of that. And to cover that up, here's what David did. He had Uriah killed. He had Uriah murdered and made it look like a military accident, okay? And then Nathan the prophet, that godly influence, he was tasked by God to go before King David and let him know that his sin had been found out. And in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 7, what Nathan had done, he set it up as a parable and a story of someone who'd stolen someone else's lamb. And David became so indignant and he said, who is this person that's done such a wicked thing? And we pick it up at 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 7. Nathan said to David, you are the man. You're the one who's done this. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. And I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your arms and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if this were too little, I would add to you as much more. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? That's what Nathan did to the king. Can you imagine? You know, he goes up to the king and says, hey, you're a murderer. This is the king that, that you know, he could just say a word and, and your life is ended. And I imagine that that took guts. I imagine that Nathan thought, I'm going to go here and I'm going to tell the king he's a murderer. And I'm, that, this just might be my last day. You know, I can imagine that happen. The point is though, from time to time, we do need to have conversations. And when you're Nathan and you have the, you have the, not your own personal agenda, but the agenda of the Lord. Sometimes we have to have those hard conversations. And I want to say to you, brave the hard conversations. Brave the hard conversations. They are not fun. They're not fun. From my experience, they rarely turn out well. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, I know there are conversations you have to have. And when you have the conversation and you can pray it up before and, and say exactly the words you intend to say, and uh, often they're not, they don't go well. I'm sure Nathan was thinking, this is not going to go well for me. King, you're a murderer. 
But as costly as those conversations can be, sometimes it's more costly not to have that conversation. What is more costly when we don't speak and we let the effects of sin, we let the effects of selfishness, of pride, whatever it is of misdirection, spread and spread and spread like a cancer. So sometimes you have to brave those conversations. And we want to make sure we're doing those in love and with a heart of redemption. uh, Because, you know, we don't want to allow people to move further down the path of separation from God. We don't want people to move further down the path of sin or of destruction or not having that conversation about eternal life that makes the difference between heaven and hell. And so those conversations, they need to be bathed in prayer. You need to be, you need to be really reflecting on your own motives before you go forward with it. But we need to have those hard conversations from time to time. So brave the hard conversations uh, when they come. And the next thing I want to share with you it's Second uh, Samuel chapter 12, starting at verse 13. David said to Nathan, after he was confronted, he said, I've sinned against the Lord. And here's what Nathan said. The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. There were consequences. The son was gonna die that came out of this. But, you know, condemnation without presenting the hope of forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ, it's purposeless. It's purposeless, you know? And so as a Nathan, we are also the voice of redemption. We're the voice of redemption. We're the voice of forgiveness. And we offer that generously because that's how Jesus gave it to us, generously. Jesus came to earth. He's sharing forgiveness, okay? And we want to share We want to share the, the truth and say, these are the directions that we need to change. This is what needs to be addressed in life. But also, when forgiveness happens, when redemption happens, we need to be voicing that as well because we want people to repent. We want people to turn to God. We want people to have a closer relationship. And someone that's walking in a bad way, when they move to a good way, we want to celebrate that. We want to, sell, we want to encourage that. And we don't want to keep identifying people with their past sins. We want people to identify as children of God. That's what we want to do. So, you know, I'm thinking of James. James wrote this in James chapter 5. He said, my brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, And someone brings him, someone has that hard conversation, but also is the voice of redemption. Let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Let's be Nathans. In 2022, let's be Nathans. Where are you? Where are you? Do you have a Nathan in your life? Who's the godly influence? Can you write down right now that person that, you know, I can go to with anything? And I know they're going to talk to me from the perspective of God and what God's plan is for my life. Who's that Nathan for you? And are you a Nathan? Are you someone that can speak God's truth redemptively, forgivingly, in love, truthfully, faithfully to somebody else? Be a Nathan. Be a Nathan. That's what he's called us to do. In relationships, we can do such amazing things. God can use us in an amazing way. Christ can use you in an amazing way to lead others to Christ. Are you a Nathan speaking the truth, braving hard conversations, sharing redemption? That's what we have. You know, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Christ, the first thing I want to offer to you is the most important thing, that you have new life in Christ offered to you. And it's a relationship. 
And I will tell you about my Lord. I'll tell, I'll tell you about him in a relationship as well. We as church, we'll gather around you. We want you to know the love that we have and the forgiveness that we have. Are you ready for it? Are you ready to start 2022 going in the direction with God and not fighting him anymore? I want you to put a Nathan around you. I want you to be a Nathan. And let's see what God will do in your life and the lives of those around you. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand right now. I'm going to have a word of prayer. If there's anyone here, you want to make a profession of faith. You want to trust in Christ. You want to, you want to take a step of faith in, in starting 2022 being a, a member of this church. You just come forward. We'll have counselors over here. I'll be right here. Whatever God's calling you to do. Let's let this be a day when we dedicate our lives to being someone who shares the prophetic, true word of God. Amen. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for your power. Lord, I thank you so much for the way you've watched over this church in 2022. Lord, I thank you for the vision and the destiny you have for every person here. And Lord, send us out with discernment, Lord, to speak your word faithfully and to receive your word faithfully and to follow you more devotedly. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Bob, you lead us. If God's calling you, you come forward. You come.
have an amazing opportunity this year to do great things, to be an encouragement to those around us. Go in peace, go in grace. The Lord bless you. Have a great Sunday, church.